Taking the Middle Seat, a podcast where we explore connection where you might not think it exists. I'm your host, Andrea, and I've always believed there is connection to be made when you sit next to someone and really take in their story. So every couple of weeks or so, I'm taking the middle seat. I'm listening in on someone's story because I know that the middle seat holds healing and acceptance and laughter and community if we just stay open and remember that we belong to each other. I hope you'll listen into each and every episode and that you'll find yourself moving in to hear the magic in the middle seat. On this episode, episode 27, I'm talking to Tara Jones, owner of Your Pretty Pennies. She is a financial success coach, entrepreneur, and a single mom to an incredible daughter. You'll hear her tell her powerful story of pressing the reset button, as she calls it, when she was a sophomore in college. She pressed that reset button and charted a course from there. I'm going to be real honest. I have never identified with someone who calls themselves a financial planner or a financial coach of any kind. Taking the middle seat next to a super organized planner, dollars and cents type person has me usually quaking in my boots. And I'll talk a little bit about why in the episode. Tara, however, is on a whole different level. She reaches out to your soul and speaks a language that makes sense for everyone. Makes sense in the way that we all want to beautify our lives in our own unique way. Tara has an event coming up really soon, so I wanted to say that right off the bat. It's called the Ultimate Financial Vision Board Workshop. I mean, amazing, right? This event is on January 5th, so go right now and sign up. You don't even have to listen to the episode. You're going to want to sign up. I've linked to the Facebook event in the show notes, of course. I'm going to be there, and I would love to have some friendly faces right there with me. Tara does it all, you guys. She does not just lead workshops. She has an online course right on her website. She does one-on-one coaching. She is a sought-after speaker, so you should definitely reach out to her if you're hosting an event or a conference. She hosts lots of other types of workshops. My personal favorite is called Young Money, Five Things to Do with a Paycheck. Can you even imagine if you had a workshop like that when you got your first job? Incredible. I am putting a pin in that for when my daughter gets her first job. I think I said on the last episode that this one or that the last one would be the last one of 2018. Well, in true Andrea style, I didn't really know what I was thinking. I don't usually have a plan, you guys. If that's not apparent by now, you have not listened to all my episodes. But um, that has just been how this whole podcast thing has rolled along. No plan, lots of heart, and somehow an episode has rolled out every two weeks for the whole year. I want to say to all of you that every time one of you stops me at an event or messages me that you listen and you enjoy this podcast, I get such a jolt of love and encouragement. Thank you for following along. And a special thank you for my guests. To the first few who came on because you knew me well enough to go along with my crazy little plan for a podcast, all the way to the guests that I asked out of the clear blue and came to my home without ever having met me, I love each and every one of you. 
your stories are resonating with listeners. I know that people have heard your stories and have been fundamentally changed. I know that listeners have taken the middle seat in new ways because of you. And I know for sure that I am forever changed by your willingness to connect with me. I love this little podcast and I cannot wait for more connection and stories and middle seats in 2019. Okay, so after that little gratitude fest, let's talk financial success, goal setting, and manifesting lives we want to live in my conversation with Tara Jones. Tara Jones, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you for having me. I have been so excited to talk to you ever since I heard you speak at a day-long event that we were both at. Mm-hmm. Um, so let's start with just telling us a little bit about who you are right now in this space and time in your life, and we'll go from there. All right. Well, this space and time, I am a full-time mommy. I'm a single parent of a, my nine-year-old little girl. And I am also a financial success coach slash entrepreneur. And what I do is I help women use their income to create the lifestyle they desire and also slay their financial goals, as I like to say. And so I love to help women and empower women. And um, I am in the financial industry. So by nature, that's what I do. Love it. Love it. Love it. And I love it. The terminology you use is one of the things that I um, loved when I heard you speak. Um, cause, so it was a day-long event that we were at, and so there was mm-hmm. a whole bunch of speakers, and you were the last one, I think, right? Uh, yep, uh-huh, yeah, yep, I was the keynote. Um, and when I saw it was going to be a financial planner, I'll be real honest, I was just like, oh, <laughs> at the end of the day, whoo. And that was my first reaction, but really underlying that is all my ideas about money management. And I, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that I'm alone. Um, and this is You're why not. it, right. You talk <laughs> to people probably like me all the time yep. um, that have all sorts of ideas and shame and, um, stuff we picked up from our parents or didn't pick up from our parents mm-hmm. about managing money and how much it was talked about or not talked about. Um, so when I heard that's kind of your background, I thought that is the last thing I want to hear about. Cause that's just <laughs> all my places that I do not want to be talked to because I have debt and I do all these things and I immediately think, Oh gosh, I'm the worst. I'm the worst at all things financial. And you got up there and I was just like, Oh no, She's the most encouraging, fantastic. <laughs> I mean, you're, you'll kick us in the pants too. I mean, that's for yeah. sure. But your way of like approaching money goals just blew my socks off. Yeah. Um, so talk a little bit about, you, you started kind of, if I remember correctly, with your story of how mm-hmm. you got into this work. So talk a little bit about that because I think it's incredible. Yes. So... And you will see as you listen to more of my story, the reason why I approach money the way that I do in such a positive way. Um, Because my story, when I had to press the reset button nine, almost 10 years ago, um, it was not a pretty picture and I wanted a prettier picture for my life, right? And so um, 
my financial journey, I would say started when I was a sophomore in college, when I became pregnant with my daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, and my child's father, when I, when I found out I was pregnant, I was four months, I was four months along. Mm-hmm. And my child's father was like, I want nothing to do with this pregnancy. We're both in college. We're both studying very hard. Definitely wasn't something that was planned. And so he moved to Atlanta. And mm-hmm. so it was really up to me to kind of pick up the pieces and just kind of go at this full steam ahead. And like I also shared at that event is I always desired to be a mother mm-hmm. and to be a wife and be a wife before being a mother. And it just I, didn't work out that way. Right. Yeah. And so I really had to had to identify the ways that I can kind of get back to my dreams somewhat. And I knew that in order for me to get my life on track and get myself stable in all the areas of my life, it started with my financial stability first, right? I really had to become financially stable. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, nine, 10 years, nine ago, it's about nine and a half years ago now, but nine and a half years ago, I sat down and I created a financial plan. I mean, I studied, I took financial classes in school. I read books. I listened to webinars. I listened to YouTube videos. Podcasting wasn't really a thing back right. then. So I didn't really <laughs> listen to podcasts or anything or blogs, but you know, I listened to all the top gurus like, you know, Dave Ramsey and Susie B. Orman and this person and that person. And I really read tons and tons of books and created my own financial plan. I kind of took different pieces from each one of them. Some people's financial ideology I identified with. Some people I didn't. Mm-hmm. Some people had good steps and some other steps I didn't I agree with. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of created this customized plan for me to create the lifestyle that I desire. Mm -hmm. And that's exactly what I called it. I said my lifestyle creation plan, right? That's what I made, you know, nine years ago. Now, can I ask you a question about that? Yeah. Mm -hmm. interrupt. So is that like prior to that happening, is this how you addressed every like bump in the road? Like were you just kind of wired to be like, okay, there's a bump in the road. Now I've just got to do the research and make the plan. Yes, there's some of us who are more right brained and then some of us who are more left brained. I'm more analytical. I was actually going to school for biology pre med when I was in school uh-huh. at that time. So I'm a heavy researcher. And so the first yeah. thing with anything that if I have an issue with my daughter, if mm-hmm. she's coming home and having issues with, you know, girls, then girl drama I'm gonna research it before anything like that's just my first mind <laughs> I love it that's what thank you, you and you can do yep. gorgeous work yes yes love it. yes and then but you know one thing I realized over the course of nine years of coaching and also studying and my own experience is that not everyone has my mindset but everyone wants to live their best life, right? And so that's where you and I meet. You might be more might, more right-brained and more creative, and I might be more analytical and left-brained, but we both are really trying to figure out the sweet spot on creating the lifestyle we desire. Sure. That we can agree on. And yeah. that is the basis and the philosophy of my brand is let's manage our money in a way. Every time we talk about money, Let's talk about it in a positive way where we're creating the lifestyle you desire. Then you don't want to listen. You don't want to listen to the action steps and the mundane, boring day-to-day stuff. But if I pose it in a way that say, hey, if you do this, this, and this, this gets you here. This is the result you'll get. Now your ears are open. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why I approach it that way because all women want to use the income to create the lifestyle they desire. When I say that, oh, they're like, okay, I'm listening. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause anyone that says like, Oh, we have to create a budget. I yeah, like, yeah. Oh, love. But when you, you have somebody come up and talk about like the very specific vision of yes. what they want for themselves. Mm -hmm. And I've heard you talk about that and why it needs to be, to be so specific. But yes. then I was like, Oh, okay. I get yeah. it. Yeah. And that, and that is why when I first, when I taught, the first thing I talk about is that vision. What is your financial vision? 10 years ago when I created my financial plan, before I created the plan, I had to write the vision. What did my lifestyle look like that I was trying to attain? Some of us, when we create financial goals or we're try we start to try to financial plan, we're just going through the motions, but we don't give ourselves a result to look at to where it entices us and motivates us every day to keep going. Yeah. Right. We don't know the road. We don't know what city we're going to end up in. We're just driving down the road. Yeah. What city do you want to end up in? You know, what house do you want? What car do you want? How many children do you want? Right. Yeah. What type of bed sheets do you want? Yeah. What type of coffee do you want to wake up to? What kind of coffee maker would you like? Right. Do you want to be debt free? Do you want, you know, um, to have more than one home? Do you want a house on the beach? Do you want um, to help people? Do you want to give 10% of your income away each month? Do you want to help the kids food basket. That's my, um, my charity of choice every month is kids food basket. That was something that was very important to me. Mm -hmm. What is it that you want your money to do? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And until you identify that, it's going to be very hard for you to maintain the discipline and the motivation to keep going and create your and work your financial plan that you created. That is for sure. Yes. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. back up again to nine and a half years ago, Tara, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what, and I don't know if you are willing to talk about this. Just tell me. I'm, I'm an open book. I'm an open book. <laughs> so nine and a half years ago, I don't know how old you were, but very young. 21, and yes. <laughs> you, you were able to create a vision at that time of what you really specifically wanted your life to look like. And what were some aspects of that? Because I think people that that age, I think our perception now that I'm a little past that age, we think of the kind of the like college years and people that are college age thinking like, Oh, they don't know how to plan. They can't make a vision for themselves. Like, and I think that makes, um, older adult people that are raising those people of that age, like we'll just worry about budgeting and financial planning when they're fully grown adults. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. When they're out of the house. But what we really should be doing, of course, is having that conversation all along the way. So when yes. you were that age, what, how did you do that? Like, what was that? What were the aspects of that for you? So first of all, vision, whether it's vision for your life or your finances or anything in your life is progressive, which means you get a little bit at a time, you know, right? Mm -hmm. Our creator exposes us to what our future is, in my opinion, through our desires, mm -hmm. right? And so the desires that have been given to you, the ones that you can think about and meditate on and you daydream about, that is the, the vision that you have for your life, no matter which area it is in, in, right? So when you're 21, your vision, so when I was 20 and I was pregnant with my daughter and I had her when I was 21, my vision was not this. My vision was move out of my mom's because I moved into her house. So I'm going to move in. I'm going to pay off this debt, create mm -hmm. a financial plan, graduate school, get a better job. You see what I'm saying? Like my vision was very one to two year-ish. Yep. And it still is my vision. Sure. Some people can think 10 year, five year ahead of time. I think in about three years or less, yeah. one to three years is what my vision is, you know, as far as my vision goes. Yeah. And when I say vision, I mean, what is it that is on your mind all the time? 
right? Mm -hmm. That is your vision. I think people think that what they truly desire is something that's outside of them and something that they possibly can have or may or may not have. But in fact, I truly believe that what you want, what you desire, what you think about all the time, that is your destination. That is mm -hmm. what you're supposed to get. Mm -hmm. There's some people that desires a red car. There's some people that desires a blue car. The person that desires a red car has a red car in their future, but mm -hmm. they have to do the work to get it. The person that desires the blue car, you see what I'm saying? Like some yeah. people want to be business owners. Some people want to be stay at home mothers. Some people want different things, but what is that for you? Whatever that is for you, you have to realize that it's something that you're supposed to be attaining. Otherwise it would not be in your view. Yeah. It would not be on your list of desires. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so once you identify that and you're saying, huh, I truly want to move out of my mom's house. I want to be on my own with my daughter. That's a part of my vision. Mm -hmm. I want to be debt free or I want to pay off my car or I want to pay off these credit cards. That's in my vision. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the aspects of your vision is going to be in all the areas of your life. It's going to be in your finances. It's going to be in your health. It's going to be your relationships with your family and friends. Mm -hmm. It's going to be in your hobbies. It's going to be um, how much time you want to spend with your husband every day. All these different things. You want to list that. You want to write that down, mm -hmm. right? Because you need to use your income in a way that allows you to attain the lifestyle you dream about when you lay down at night. Mm -hmm. So you can stop dreaming about it and you can live it. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm all about. Right. Yeah. Live the thing that you want instead of desiring to live it. Yeah. Right. So um, that's, yeah. that's what I have to say about financial vision is that it's progressive. So yeah. as you start attaining some goals, you'll start desiring different more and more and more and more. And then, you know, you'll get to a place where you're from 20, 20 years old to where you just want to move out of your apartment or your mom's house and get your own apartment. And now, I want to grow my business to a certain extent. I want to put my daughter in this type of school. I'm saving for her college, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And let that be okay. I think and let that be okay. Mm -hmm. Let that be okay to evolve and change and, mm -hmm. you know, yep. mm -hmm. become clearer and bigger. And yep. yeah, I love that. Mm -hmm. um, I also love how you talk about goal setting. I was just listening to a um, talk you did that was recorded and you were talking about setting goals, first of all, that are measurable, but also using language in those goals that um, is not, I, I might, I might someday, but I, I will, that kind of stuff. Can you talk a little mm -hmm. bit about goal setting and how you frame that? Yes. So right after you create your personal vision, and I like to call it a statement, so where you write it down. So write okay. down in all those areas that I listed, write down what you want to see. Like when you sit back and you close your eyes and you think, what do I want in my life that I don't have? What am I always thinking about? Mm -hmm. Write that down on the paper, no matter how big or small, it's your desires. It belongs to you. If it comes into your mind, it belongs to you. Mm -hmm. It can be achieved by you. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so after you did that, what I do is I take little pieces of my financial vision statement and I create goal statements out of those. Mm -hmm. Right. So for example, 
one of my, 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 my goals right now is to lose weight. Mm-hmm. And because we live in a society where everything takes money, and this mm-hmm. is why I do this in the first place, I want to marry your financial goals and your lifestyle goals so you, so you can have everything that you desire, right? Mm-hmm. I, I, I want to lose weight. Okay, what do I need to do to lose weight? Mm-hmm. So I'll take a piece of paper and I'll say, okay, how much weight do I want to lose? I want to lose 20 pounds, okay? What are you willing to do to lose those 20 pounds? Okay, I'm going to work out two days a week or four days a week. Okay, when is your deadline? December 31st, or let's mm-hmm. say February 30, 28th, or you know, whatever. Give yourself a deadline. Mm-hmm. And then um, what can you do? What sub goals, sub, sub actionable goals can you do to attain this? Okay, so I'm going to buy a YMCA gym membership, and that costs X amount of money. Mm-hmm. And then um, I'm going to hire a personal trainer that costs X amount of money. And um, when I write that out, what I would say is, I will, I will easily and enjoyably work out four days a week so I can lose 20 pounds by February 28th, 2019. Mm-hmm. I will hire a personal trainer and get a G- YMCA gym membership and I will enjoy the process. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? That's I a lifestyle that. goal that you're marrying your money to your, to your lifestyle, right? Let's do a debt goal. So let's say you want to pay off your auto loan. Mm-hmm. And your auto loan is $200 a month, but you want to put an extra 300 on there. Mm-hmm. All right. So what is your, what is your goal? I will pay off. No, let's say for the, for 2019, you mm-hmm. want to pay off $10,000 uh, onto your auto loan. You want to put $10,000 on there. All right. So you'll break that down per month. So you'll say, I will spend, I will put an extra dot, dot, dot amount of money a month on my auto loan between Mm -hmm. now and December 31st, 2019 Mm -hmm. for it to equal $10,000 while enjoying the process. Now, Mm -hmm. I I might not, I will, I will, Mm -hmm. I will do it. Right. And then you can put some actionable sub goals. Well, how can you free up that money, that extra amount of money each month? Mm -hmm. Oh, I can make meals at home instead of spending so much money out it, you know, at find out, out dining, mm-hmm. or I can increase my income in my business or pick up some extra shifts or, you know, whatever mm-hmm. that looks like on how you can make some extra money. That's how you create a goal. That's complete. It has mm-hmm. to be specific, specific, measurable, actionable, realistic and time sensitive. Mm-hmm. That is how I create goals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love it. And it just feels so whole. Like you said, the whole picture and your, just your whole vibe is taking care of like the whole person. Cause Mm -hmm. I think, I mean, like, I don't know why, but I never thought of a weight loss goal as needing to be incorporated in a financial plan. Of course it does. I think. Cause it needs money. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Um, If you have a goal that does not require money, don't put it in your financial plan. But there's people, if you want to buy a down payment on a home, you should not be saving for a home, but never including it in your financial plan, right? Because then when you go to step three, which is making your monthly budget, you forgot about all these things that's taken up your income. Yeah. And at that point, your lifestyle is competing with your financial goals. You say you want to pay off $1,000 a month in debt, but you forgot about all these expenses over here. You're constantly going to fail your, your financial plan. Yeah. So that why, that's why in the beginning, you got to lay it all on the table. What yeah. do I want? Yeah. From, from A to Z. And then you build your financial plan based on what it is that you desire, both financially and lifestyle wise. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, as I tick through like potential goals in my head, like anything is, it's hard pressed to find a goal that doesn't involve some kind of money. Exactly. Like mm-hmm. you want to get a dog or something. I mean, yep. everything, you know? <laughs> if you want to, if you want to start therapy, if you want to go to yeah. yoga, if you want your hair done a certain amount of time, I don't know, whatever it is, right. it involves money. Yeah. If you want to get your car fixed, if you want to upgrade your car, it's going to require it to be in your financial plan. Yes. Mm-hmm. The blessing and the curse of yes. the world. It requires money, yes. everything. Yep. Yes. And just like your financial and just like your vision, your financial plan evolves. So as you are creating financial goals and achieving them, you'll create a new financial plan and then you'll have a new set of goals and you'll achieve those. And you see how that, that momentum and that, mm-hmm. um, that action just builds upon each other. And before you know it, you're living the lifestyle you've wrote out on paper. Yeah. And you gain confidence, I would imagine, yes. through the mm-hmm. process. Like if you can tackle one thing and keep in, keep consistency and all of that, you go, oh, well, I can do this. I, yeah. mm-hmm. Exactly. So good. So as I mentioned at the top of the recording, so I have some ghosts in the closet about money, and I think lots of people do. Um, and whether that's because you're in tons of debt or you just um, felt your parents never talked about money, so you just don't know what you're doing or whatever, the, it can run the gamut. But how do people start with kind of unearthing those um, issues they have around money that they may or may not even be conscious of? Uh, how, where would you start with that kind of okay. getting rid of that yuck about <laughs> money? <laughs> and it's going to come up. We have a lot of subconscious beliefs that we've opted into and some that was just given to us, like you said, that, um, most people receive or b- develop their money mindset and what they feel about money by the time they're seven. Oh, so Jimmy often, Christmas. Yes. Seven Oof. years old. So 90% of us who do not intentionally break some of those money mindset and money beliefs, we are operating on what was given to us, whether it was a TV show, you know, back in our day, we used to watch TV all the time. That's so right. whether it was a TV or an ad or our parents or whatever, we've been given a belief. We didn't even opt into it. Mm-hmm. So essentially we're living off somebody else's ideas and not our own. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I guarantee you when you do the first step, I just told you create your financial vision, start writing down what you want mm-hmm. and watch your subconscious, watch that person in your mind, start going crazy. Oh, you can't have that. That's mm-hmm. too expensive. You can never do that. How would you be able to maintain that? You're never going to get married by this age. You can't have that many children. Remember what the doctor said? Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Write all that down every time. So when you say, I want to save $10,000 in the bank, whatever, whatever anxiety comes up, write it down mm-hmm. and say, why am I anxious about saving $10,000 in the bank? Then what you do is, well, if you get anxious when you say, well, if you write down, I'm going to save $10,000 in the bank, you write a statement that counteracts that. I am able to save $10,000 in a bank. And mm-hmm. you say that, you create an affirmation out of that. Mm-hmm. Because at, now what you have to do is you have to rewire your money mm-hmm. mindset. Mm-hmm. And so you have to start believing new things. You have to give your mind new things to believe. Yeah. So if you say I want to buy a house or I want a bigger house or I want to sell my home, if the market is bad or if it's not a seller's market and you have all this anxiety every time you write something, if it does not feel good to you or you feel some type of angst, but you know that's what you want, Mm -hmm. write down a statement that that affirms what it is that you want. Mm 
mm-hmm. and just say it every day as an affirmation mm-hmm. until you start to believe it. Because mm-hmm. at first mm-hmm. you won't. At first you won't. At first you can write down, I am debt free. I am debt free. I am debt free. At first you're not going to believe it. You're going to be like, Andrea, you got <laughs> student loans still sitting up there. You are not debt free. Why are you saying this to yourself in the yes. mirror? You're telling your mind something different. Mm-hmm. Because what your mind believes is what the actions you'll take. So you'll start making decisions from a person who's debt free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. Yes. Even though you might still have debt over in the corner, you need to start making decisions from a person who's debt free. So mm-hmm. when you start convincing yourself and believing that you are debt free, guess what? You'll start taking actions to become debt free. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You'll start managing the money in a way to become debt free. Mm-hmm. Yes. So that's how you do that. Oh, Tara. <laughs> You're going to be the voice in my head. I think yes. Ever since I heard you speak, I'm like, no, yeah. what do I do? Yeah. No. And, and the, I'm telling you, this, this is going to be the most intimate time you'll have. And what I encourage women to do or individuals, anyone, mm-hmm. is to sit down when you have time away from your children, even mm-hmm. away from your husband, have your husband or wife do this by themselves as well. Mm-hmm. and get a cup of coffee, sit down with a notebook, a blank notebook or a blank piece of paper, and just write down what you truly desire out of life. Mm-hmm. And then on a separate piece of paper, write down when it starts to feel fearful or mm-hmm. anxious, mm-hmm. because you need to identify that. That's your subconscious coming up, and that's those negative beliefs that's coming up. You really got to know, in order to manage money, you really got to clear all that out the way. Yeah. Because yeah. financial success is 80%. 80% mindset, 20% behavior or knowledge mm-hmm. or skill. So I can teach you how to, you know, pay off debt, budget, blah, blah, blah. But if you don't have the mindset, you mm-hmm. will never, one, be motivated to do it. And number two, you won't sustain it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you yeah. really have to tackle the mindset portion. Mm-hmm. How do you tell people, since we're headed into, um, and by the time this airs, it'll be kind of in the midst of holiday season. Mm-hmm. So you go and you are like cranking on your goals and you're hitting that debt and da, da, da. And then you go to the, some family gathering mm-hmm. and you <laughs> talk about your goals or something like that. And everyone around you who has their own money issues is going, now that's just ridiculous. Or, you know, they try to speak into what you're doing and sometimes that is not in the most encouraging way. Um, how do you help people to set up um, boundaries around that? And Okay. Yeah, go. You mm-hmm. go right on that. Yeah. First <laughs> of all, don't tell people what you're doing. I love it. And the reason why I say that is because everybody has their own personal financial lifestyle vision. Mm-hmm. It is not up to Andrea to know how I'm going to conquer the financial goals I've set for myself. Mm-hmm. Right? Because at the end of the day, what I tell you, if you don't, you don't have the mindset to think that this is possible, mm-hmm. you, and I've worked on my mindset and I think it's possible, mm-hmm. and then you start telling me it's not possible, guess where that gets deposited? Right into my subconscious, right into mm-hmm. my mind, right into my mind. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so, and so, and to avoid that, just don't say anything. Yeah. Even when you're around individuals who are talking about money, assess their mindset. If they're talking about the same things you're trying to do, share. Yeah. 
if they are very limited, so like, let's say if you're in a group of five people and you're with your cousins and your mom and your uncle and aunt, and there's a couple of people sharing and you're, mm -hmm. it's not up to you to share yet. And there's two people like, oh, that's never going to happen. Just, just die with the debt. You're never mm -hmm. going to pay it off. You're never going to be, you're never going to be able to do that. Yeah. I wouldn't even share. I would say, yeah. you know, when my turn comes, you know, I'm really trying to be more conscious about what I'm spending. I will say the most um, generic answers. I'm really trying to be, you know, money conscious. Mm -hmm. You know, I uh, created some financial goals. I don't, I can't remember them right now, but mm -hmm. I created some financial goals and um, that's what I'm working towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So leave it at that. Don't tell everyone because they won't understand. Yeah. I love that. I think this comes up a lot around, um, like you have a friend group and people constantly want to go out and socialize. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. if you are kind of cutting back on your finances, you feel a little disconnected from like the fun things or the fun gatherings or the whatever. So I think that's super wise advice just to kind of keep that yep. under wraps. And one thing for the holiday season, and mm -hmm. if it's just social, if you have a social, you know, um, surrounding and background mm -hmm. and circles if you have social circles mm -hmm. one way to really um be conscious of your financial plan and not kind of throw it off is to whenever you go out and you're invited to drinks or for an evening um if somebody invites you to dinner just say hey you know i'm eating dinner at home tonight with my family or i'm eating dinner tonight already but i would love to go out for drinks afterwards or mm -hmm. we can go for happy hour and get a couple of drinks and then go home and eat or something like that but just mm -hmm. say you know i don't have time to do a full dinner but i do have time to get drinks and catch up yeah. you know yeah and that way you're not constantly saying oh i can't my budget don't allow me because that's not the right. terminology you should be using either yeah because that can sound a little limiting and it can feel a little like you know just boring yeah. So just kind of what I would say is occupy your time. Yeah. So on those days and times where you used to hang out all the time, find something constructive to do, maybe something that will earn you extra money to expedite mm -hmm. your financial plan to mm -hmm. one day you can get to a point where you have it in your budget to go out every weekend, mm -hmm. you know, cause mm -hmm. there are some people who can do that because their finances allow them to, and there are mm -hmm. some people who don't. So if you find yourself needing to kind of cut back on the holiday festivities, mm -hmm. um, host something at your home versus mm -hmm. going out. So if you host something at your home and do a potluck style where everybody brings something, somebody brings a dish, somebody brings the dessert, somebody brings the juice mm -hmm. or the wine or the, this or the, that, that really mm -hmm. cuts back, you know, now you're not spending 40, $50 every night. You're spending more like 15 on the weekend. Yeah. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So just little ways to cut back to where you can be conscious of your financial plan and also still be social. Yeah. I love that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about where your confidence in all of this comes from. Cause I think you obviously radiate just like positivity and confidence yeah. and that has to either come from mentors or your spiritual side or whatever so talk a little bit about where you picked that up along the way because I think people are like now I want a piece of that light <laughs> so <laughs> yes it's definitely from my spirituality and it mm -hmm. didn't always be that way mm -hmm. and so one thing I had to realize is that when we rely on our spirituality and whoever or whatever you believe in why can that not be a source for mm -hmm. financial success as well. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. like, so we are great at manifesting 
uh, anything else in our lives. But when it comes to our finances, it's like, oh, no, it has to be practical. It has to be hard. It has Mm -hmm. to be stressful to Mm -hmm. manage our money. I refuse to believe that. Mm -hmm. Right. I just refuse to believe it. And so my light and my positivity and my confidence comes, number one, from doing the work and Mm -hmm. constantly falling and getting back up when I used to fail at monthly budgeting, when I used to fail at being able to keep a certain amount of money in the bank. Mm -hmm. Once I develop that skill and that habit, it gives me confidence. You know what they say? Success gives you confidence. Mm -hmm. Success breeds more success. Mm-hmm. Once you become successful one time and then you're like, oh, I did it again. Oh, this month I did it again. Oh, mm-hmm. I just, you know, manifested that. Oh, I saved this much and now I can get my car. Oh, wow. I built my business with debt free. Oh, wow. I am debt free. Oh, wow. you know, ev- every time you look up, you're checking off a financial goal off your list. Who wouldn't be excited about that? Yeah. Right. Sure. And yeah. so that is what I will say for anyone who's feeling kind of down in the dump, start creating some financial goals where you are very mm-hmm. realistic and start getting those wins under your belt. Mm-hmm. And as mm-hmm. you go, those wins will get bigger and bigger. You'll get happier and more excited and you'll be sharing financial content left and right. Next thing mm-hmm. you know, you'll be a financial guru like me. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. So, well, and you yeah. do have lots of ways that you share your mm-hmm. um, expertise Yes. So people can, I'll link to all the things, of course, your website and everything. Um, and you have an event coming up in the beginning yes. of the year Yes, that I'm attending and I'm so excited. Um, um, I have always wanted to vision board and I just, you know, sitting around in your house, cutting your own magazines just <laughs> quite as, um, as inspirational. <laughs> yes. So I was like, Ooh, this sounds so fun. So yes. talk about your event. So the it's called the ultimate financial vision board workshop and it is exciting it is the second one i'm do i've done i'm doing so the first one was last year on january 6th now it's going to be in 2019 on january 5th and it is going to be from 10 a.m to 4 p.m and i'm sorry excuse me it's from 10 a.m to 2 p.m and it is just going to be a bunch of women in a room and we are going to learn my financial goal setting process and then after that we're going to use the financial goals that we've set for ourselves 2019 our financial and lifestyle goals and we are going to create a vision board out of it wow. it is going to be so good so the first half of the vision of the event the workshop is going to be financial goal setting so you get like a workbook we're going to walk through goals we're going to write it down you're going to have everything done by the time you leave the second half is going to be the vision board process and I have my own like unique process and it's going to be awesome. I am so excited. And I, I'm a little, I'm a little trepidatious. I don't know anybody that's going, but I'm more excited than nervous. So that's good. Yes. Good balance. It's going to um, be good. And I, no one's going to get left behind. I'm keeping it to a very intimate level for that reason, because mm-hmm. I want to be able to answer questions to help, to help, um, you know, get over that fear. Some women are, are fearful of setting goals because maybe they've kind of not been able to achieve them in the past. And so they really don't have much confidence in setting goals. And so they don't even want to write it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm here to help women write it down. We're mm-hmm. committing to goals that day, you know, for 2019, right at the top of the year. I love it. Love mm-hmm. it. 
So you're also, the, the financial planner, I'm assuming the one that we're going to be using at the workshop is also online that people can purchase. Yes. Um, mm -hmm. The book that kind of walks people through it, right? Yes. Yep. At www.yourprettypennies.com backslash shop. That sure. is my um, ultimate financial planner, the ultimate financial planner. And that lasts you for 12 months. It's a customizable financial planner with instructions on how to set, maintain, and achieve your financial goals in a year or less. I love it. And I, I hope people will follow you on all the things because you have different events that you speak at. And um, there was one, tell me if you still do this because it made me so excited. The Young Money Workshop. Yes. So the Young Money Workshop is actually for teenagers. Yes. And that workshop, I know, getting our hands on those babies, right? Right. Um, teens and young adults who are just like either having like their first job and they're getting their first paychecks or, you know, their second job and they really don't know how to manage money, like how to break down what to do with their paycheck. And so these workshops are really geared for teens and tell them like, hey, you should be doing these five things every time you get paid, right? And so um, that has been a fun, fun workshop that I have, you know, put on probably about four times now here in Grand Rapids. And it's been a huge success. Um, and I have about 10 more coming up in 2019. So that's pretty exciting. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's pretty fun. There was a little snippet video of you with one of the um, girls in the workshop. <laughs> and I just, I can see how you resonate with that oh. age. And I mm -hmm. love it because they don't always listen to mom and dad. But no. You might listen to like cool tar Jones. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yep. <laughs> so there are some questions that I ask all of my guests. So um, we'll just tick through those and see where it takes us. Um, so the first one is how, if people are desiring of more connection um, or more genuine connection in their lives, how do you feel like they could go about that? So I'm a firm believer of the scripture that says, if you want a friend, show yourself friendly. Love it. And so if you are seeking, you have to be what you're seeking. So if you're desiring more connection, more genuine connection, be sure that you're a person who also gives that back and gives that out in your friendships and in your relationships. Yeah. So um, then the second step is, to show yourself friendly. Nobody's going to knock on your door. The right? cable guy, the mailman, they're not going <laughs> to be the ones you're going to probably make genuine connections with. So you nope. have to put yourself out there. And, you know, I know people have social anxiety or if they kind of been in a house or kind of been in the same circle for so long, they, they feel like they have to stay in that circle if they're like middle-aged or in their mm -hmm. 20s, 30s, or 40s. And that's absolutely not the case. Yeah. I've met women that I've just, I mean, I swear we're like kindred spirits. And I met them a year ago, yeah. you know, and so show yourself friendly, be the person you want in your life, be that one who can, who can, um, maintain and initiate a great connection and then also go out there in the world and get it. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Just show up. I love that. Yep. Show mm -hmm. up as the person you want to draw to you. you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, so if, People saw either saw you across the room and only saw your physical self or saw a list of kind of your accomplishments or your titles, you know, financial planner, mom, whatever. What is in the in-between? What are they missing by just seeing that kind of concrete black and white? Aspect? Oh, they're missing so much. They're missing the fact that I love homemaking. I love I absolutely it. Absolutely love 
cleaning. I love redecorating. Really? I, I'm telling you, my mom used to call me Molly Maid when I was little because I, I'm the youngest, but I used to clean up after everybody. I would want to do everybody's ironing. I'm just obsessed with cleaning. It's so, it puts me in such a different place. It's so funny. Like, it is crazy. So what's your I, favorite chore? My favorite chore, it depends. Uh, probably ironing. There's a, I like loading the dishwasher. Mm -hmm. It's so weird. I like loading the dishwasher, but I love ironing too. So I'll probably have to say ironing. Yeah. I was just talking to my sister. I don't have clothes <laughs> that need to be ironed and because I, I am not an ironing fan, um, but I love doing the dishes. And she was mm -hmm. like, oh, I just love ironing. It's so meditative. Oh, it's <laughs> yeah. so good. Yeah. Everybody has their thing. Everybody yeah. has their thing. That's so true. And the second thing is, is that I am kicking butt at overcoming this diagnosis of anxiety. So I was diagnosed with genetic anxiety disorder. Um, and although I've had quite a few, you know, episodes in the last couple of years, I was diagnosed when I was 24. Mm -hmm. um, I really have taken like a driver's seat approach to it mm -hmm. to where instead of me feeling like a victim, I feel mm -hmm. like a victor and I feel like, yay, I'm the one who's chosen mm -hmm. to not only suffer from anxiety, but overcome anxiety. So then I can help other people do it. So I feel kind of like a martyr in a way. Um, mm -hmm. And so the struggle has been real. Like mm -hmm. it's a really uh, debilitating uh, disorder at times, yeah. but I'm very optimistic that um, my positivity and my, um, my stick to itness would allow me to overcome and then help others overcome. Yeah. Oh, so, yeah. I love talking <laughs> to people like this because you're right. No one, no one would no ever one. guess no. that you suffer from anxiety. Not in a million years. I mean, like moderate to severe, not even just like, I mean, I take medication. Um, there's some days of the week where it's just like, I can't even get out the bed or, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's quite, it's quite severe, you know, Yeah. but no one would ever know. Cause I'm yeah. like, I refuse for that to be my story. Yeah. I refuse to let this take me down. If I can overcome poverty and single motherhood and all these other things. Oh, I'm gonna kick anxiety's butt. That's right. Yes. <laughs> yep. Oh, I love that. I know that that will resonate with yes. um, someone that's mm -hmm. just incredible. Yeah. Um, so kind of in that vein, are there spaces or types of people that make you feel the most seen and heard? So I think people that are putting themselves out there and, you know, coaching others, um, often are not necessarily seen and heard in, in lots of those spaces. Um, so are there places that you feel seen and heard or types of people that make you feel that way? I love places where I feel seen and heard is my therapist's office. Yeah. Everybody should have therapy. No matter if you're diagnosed with a mental disorder or not, I feel like everyone should have an unbiased ear to just, you know, um, debrief the yeah. week and you know just release some things that they're holding on to yeah. um so that is my favorite space mm -hmm. my other one is individuals who listen mm -hmm. like you said as a coach as a speaker um i own people only want to hear me talk about certain things they put yeah. me in this box and as soon as they talk to me okay so i have this financial question right or you know what i'm saying <laughs> yes okay, you're a mom can you help me with this but they don't really want to get to know Tara. And it's like, I have so much else to offer, you yeah. know, but, and that's okay. You know, it comes with it, it comes with the territory. That's absolutely okay. Yeah. So I love individuals who meet me and they're 
picking me apart versus me the one asking questions and getting information and listening all the time yeah i love those individuals who like to like unwrap or unwrap this onion or peel back the layers you know yes um those individuals are special they're very yeah. special i love that yeah we always joke and you probably do too that i'm a social worker in my job job and I feel like there's an, a sign that people can read on my forehead that I'm a social worker. Um, yes, and they just dump on you. Like, they will just unleash. <laughs> <laughs> and you like, probably okay. have the, like, financial planner sign written yep. on there, and people mm -hmm. are just like, so seriously, just tell me how to budget or whatever. Yep, yep, mm -hmm. yep. exactly. I want a coaching session. I can be in the, you know, in the shopping mall, in the line, buying my daughter some new school <laughs> clothes, and they're like, want to have a full-blown coaching session in line. I'm like, <laughs> Yeah, okay. Not okay, but okay. Mm -hmm. <laughs> no, nope, not the time. Mm -mm. Not the time. <laughs> <laughs> so the last thing that I like to ask, I mean, it sounds fluffy, but I think people always connect through favorite things. It makes us smile and, you know, it connects people that don't necessarily think that they would initially connect. But are there things that you are just loving right now that are kind of making you smile? They can be serious or silly or anywhere in between, but what are you loving? Right now, I'm loving my black boots that I got on sale at H&M. Love because it. They go with absolutely everything. And it's really have taken the anxiety out of getting dressed because if, if black boots, these like yeah. these just plain black boots that I've never thought to buy before go with everything. Yeah. So now I don't have to worry about all I have to worry about is the outfit. I'm not like a right. I dress cute. But it's you because do. I work at it. I plan me my my outfits out months in advance. Like otherwise, it would just overwhelm me. It'll be yeah. too much, too many options during the day. So these boots I am absolutely loving, and they're from H and M, and they're thirty dollars, and they've been holding up pretty well. So I love are they those. little ankle boots? Yeah, they're little these little black ankle booties, very basic, like no designs, no anything. Thirty dollars, mm -hmm. like a small heel, so you got a little bit of a heel, but not too high to where it's not comfortable during the day. Did I um, see them with that faux leather skirt, or maybe it's real leather? Oh, did I wear them? The other I think day? you. Yeah. Yes, I did. That I outfit was. That, yes, that outfit did. was killer. Thank Love you. That all black. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yep. Love yes. it. No, these boots are really my shining star. <laughs> and then the other thing that I've been loving is this cranberry woods candle from Ooh. Bat Bat Bed Bath and Beyond. No, okay. Bath and Body Works. Bath and Body Works. Okay. And you would think it would be, so it's all, it's just amazing. I can't even explain it. I'm not even like a, a fruity, scenty person. Mm -hmm. And it does smell a little bit like cranberry, but it just takes any candle you light it with up another level. So, so you if might I can share with anybody, you, I don't care what candle it is, light this, this cranberry woods with the candle. It could be vanilla. It can be cashmere sweater, whatever your candle is called. Light it with that. It just takes your candle up another level. Guaranteed. Look mm -hmm. at you combining the candles. I love yes. it. Yes. <laughs> not sure I would have done that, but yeah, I love I, the idea. Mm -hmm. It's so good. So good. <laughs> I, can't, I think I've lit on accident. I did it on accident because usually I'll light two candles at a time. But mm -hmm. I had this one burning, and I forgot I lit it. And I lit another one. And I'm like, what's that smell in here? Mm -hmm. Oh, it's two candles. I love it, a little candle, <laughs> candle situation. Yes. <laughs> it is that season. We live in the Grand Rapids area, and it mm -hmm. just all of a sudden went winter on us like yeah, two days ago. Seriously. It yeah. went from autumn to winter. Like, it was <laughs> like, 
<laughs> no in between. <laughs> no transition. It was nope. rough. <laughs> no warning. Well, it's a good thing you had your candle in your boots because you're all right. Yes. Yes, yeah. I do. <laughs> Well, Tara, I could not love your message and your vibe more. And I, like I said, I'll connect people to all the things because I know they're going to want to follow you and attend your events yes. because you are changing the world. You're changing people's mindset. Oh, thank you. you. You are too. This, this podcast is amazing. I was listening to yours a couple of episodes and I'm like, oh, I just adore her. She's like oh. my kindred spirit. Like, oh, it's amazing. You ask the questions that people usually don't ask and so you just get little nuggets to take away and deposit into our little love banks oh. and our little mindset banks and our little spirituality banks and it's just so good i just love your your podcast it's so oh. awesome thank you so much that's yes. so nice of you you've officially mm -hmm. like made my whole month <laughs> I, <laughs> I love it so thank you again for doing this and um yeah we'll talk soon all right thank you so much for having me so after that conversation, I expect you all to go sign up for Tara's event on January 5th. Again, the link to sign up is in the show notes, or you can just search for it on Facebook. I loved talking to Tara and my conversation with her is such a great example of what I'm telling people to do in the intro of every episode, making connection where we might not think it exists. I realized I had a pretty firmly held belief that I didn't even really consciously know of. And that was that people who have financially oriented jobs or who budget their socks off or who keep their spending money labeled in envelopes have nothing in common with me. And even more than that, they are clearly doing life better than me. I will feel like a loosey-goosey failure if I get close to someone who has their money stuffed together. And that as we all know, was a total baloney nonsense belief rooted in my own issues around money and budgeting and all of that. And I'm so glad that I took a little leap of faith and asked Tara to come on the podcast because it helped me shine a light on that shadow in myself. I feel like I've never had my money mindset together. I'm not a real goal setter type person. So I feel unsure of this area in my life, but of course, everyone has stuff we are trying to tidy up in our lives. We all have our stuff and that should never hinder our desire to connect with people. The magic is in the connection. And Tara helped me see that shifting the discussion around money, shifting the language can shift my fears and my insecurities into purpose. I don't have to love spreadsheets and budgeting to connect with Tara. Heck, I don't have to love spreadsheets and budgeting to get rid of my issues around money. I just have to be myself and connect. And I'm so grateful to Tara for what she brings into my life and what she brings into the world. I cannot wait for you to connect with her in her workshops or through coaching or just by following her online you'll be so much better for it. So as you dance and sashay into 2019, take that middle seat. You might just find your very own magic 
and purpose right there.